welcome to Las Doctoras podcast. Led by our intuition, we are creating space for conversations, asking critical questions, and interrogating the oppressive systems of power we live in. We are your hosts. I am Dr. Renee Limas, pronouns she, her, hers. I'm a Cancer sun and moon with Pisces rising, mother of water. I am Dr. Christina Rose, pronouns she, they, Virgo sun, Aquarius moon, Gemini rising, mother of earth. We are grounded in a connection to ancestral wisdom. Our work is to heal the wounds of generational trauma, that is of white male and cis hetero supremacy, all while we create a way of being that celebrates, truly revels in the joy of our families and our community. Join us on our journey, not toward perfection, but into reflection, immersed in compassionate self-awareness and courageous action. Come, sit at our kitchen table, sip on some tequila with us, and let's change our world. Salud! Hello, welcome to Las Doctoras podcast. This is our first episode of season three. Um, Overall, this is episode 23. Before we get into our our episode and talking about our updates uh, from the summer and all that, I wanted to make our Patreon shout outs. I want to shout out Carissa and Natalia, Bernice, Diana, Celisa, Erica, Priscilla, Gabby, Jane Alice, and Rosa. Thank you all for being our patrons. And if you would like to receive a shout out on our podcast, please go ahead and go to patreon.com slash las doctoras. And you can become a patron at the BFF level and get a shout out from us so and really you can join any level you'd like to support our work and to help make this podcast um, sustainable and to also support our book club and um, so that we can continue to bring you content and as many episodes as possible we'd also like to shout out esteban adame who did the music for our intro He's done our music uh, previously and was gracious enough to uh, give us a new little uh, rhythm there for our introductions um, on the podcast. So thank you so much to Esteban Adame for our music. Welcome to Las Doctoras podcast. Not sure what episode this is, but... I just Season three. We are in season three for sure. Um, I really, I like that we've been doing 23 episode 23. Okay. I really like that we've been, um, doing seasons because it gives us, I think it gives us an opportunity one to kind of take a little time off in the summer mm-hmm. and then two to kind of like let the, refresh. yeah, refresh, like have this new season, maybe be a little different. We've been doing new intros every season. <laughs> We have those, one. those have been evolving and mm-hmm. yeah so as our like intention a of, gets a little deeper huh mm-hmm. yeah definitely and we get more a sense of like who we are and what this work is and you know and and yeah I think it leaves space for it to evolve the way mm-hmm. organically the way that we're kind of evolving right 
um, where we want to grow and yeah. Hmm. So let's talk about the end of summer here. We are technically two days away from the new fall from fall. Right. But mm-hmm. what, what let's reflect on our summer really quick. What do you think? How was your summer? I'll go first. Okay, never mind. I'll go first. No, I just want to say that's not because of my summer, but I just think of God. The summer, our summer of 2020, has just been, you know, Uh its own thing. You know, yeah, yeah. I think I'll go first because I think there's a lot of transitions that are gonna that you can speak to that are bleeding into the fall. But I will Mm -hmm. say that for me, um, you know, I think that yes, you're right that we've collectively we've been going through a lot of mess in this summer (laughs) you know it's Mm -hmm. like pandemic and uprising and fires and then you know electoral politics like there's just there's so much happening and at the same time I can't help but I can't help but be grateful you know and I know there's privilege in saying that but I can't help Mm -hmm. but be grateful for the fact that I have my family and we have a roof over our head and, and Tommy and I are, are both employed. I mean, that's a lot more than, you know, even some friends of mine have. So just wanting to really be grateful um, and even grateful for the opportunity that this has brought us, you know, spending a lot more time together. And, um, you know, I have been lucky enough to get away. You know, I went to Palm Springs in in July for my birthday, which was beautiful. You and I got away together in August, which was beautiful. Beautiful. I just went to Big Bear, um, which was mm-hmm. which was nice. And so I just I really want to be grateful for the opportunities that I've had in the yeah. summer, despite all that's going on. And I do want to say that I think I think that for a lot of us, none of what's happening is surprising, you know, that, you know, in 2016, this is what we foresaw, right? This is why so many of us were emotional the day after the election, because we foresaw the potential dangers, right, of this presidency. And so, um, so it's like, there's part of me that's absolutely like, you know, Mm. I've gone through my depression, gone through like, you know, through the roller coaster of emotions. And the thing Mm -hmm. that gives, brings me hope is to know that the work we've been doing, you know, all along is the work we've been doing for this moment, right? It's, it's for this Mm -hmm. moment where there could be, you know, I keep saying we're in the tarot card, right? Like the tower card, the tower card, right? In the, in, Mm -hmm. in the tarot deck, like we are in this moment of, destruction and destruction Mm -hmm. has to happen and fires Mm -hmm. have to blaze, you know, in order Mm -hmm. for something better to rise from the ashes. I truly, truly, truly have faith in that. And so I think that for those of us who've been in this field, you know, social justice for a long time, you know, we're just continuing to do that work, right? Like it's, and I think there's more, there's more motivation and more inspiration now. And maybe there's even more people listening to us than before (laughs) taking Mm -hmm. us seriously. Right. That is one thing, Mm -hmm. but you know, it's just hard because I feel like there's a part of me that wants to be like, like you said earlier, when we, we, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away 
couple yes, days ago. we are ago. recording this like the day after, right? Or the two days after yeah. the death. Yeah. And you want to be like, oh, we are fucked. We are... <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're fucked, right? And then I'm like, uh, or are like we are quoting me? <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, are we any more fucked than we were, you know, four years ago, right? Like, yes and no. Yes, it's it's another step in this like crazy place mm-hmm. that we don't know. And at the same time, we're, we we recognize that we are living you know, in a perpet, like we, white supremacy is still white supremacy. And it was, you know, mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, like, there's a part of me that's like, yeah, it sucks. And it's, and yeah, we are fucked on some level. But there's some people who have always been fucked and will com- probably continue, you know, to be. And so it's like, I don't know, there's, there's a part of me that, that definitely wants to recognize how much of a blow this is and Mm -hmm. at the same time recognize that the struggle is still the struggle the fight we've been fighting for years is you know yeah it's it maybe it feels like it sucks it just means that we have to just keep going right and it does (laughs) no i really feel what you're saying i really resonate i does feel like the tower is you know crumbling it's Decon- it's being deconstructed or, or or it's self-destructing, you know, and we're somewhere in the middle of it. It feels kind of like middle end, you know, it's kind of like <laughs> this climax has happened in the story, even though the narrative might be a white one, <laughs> mm-hmm. which we've been talking about, you know, we've had the rising action, the, the, this, the summer felt like the climax really of something, you know, mm-hmm. feels like, the towers crumbling and 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 you know and the ta- the thing is and this is i think where we land i think if fall equinox today or you know this week what's crumbling isn't like the earth is still giving you know the the trees are still beautiful there was i think it was chani nicholas who had you know that for my horoscope it was something about um there's too much you know tenderness to be sought after there's too much mm. beauty to be adored there's you know i th- i think at this point i'm reminded to redirect my energy to the things that are lasting you know the things that are that will remain and that's not just the earth and her beauty and you know it's it's the friendships and the yeah the chosen family you know like um we're recording this the day after our friend's um blessing for her birth um Mm -hmm. coming up soon and that felt such like a sacred circle and um to be a part of shout out to vanelia (laughs) yeah vanelia i was gonna say mommy uh multi-dimensional mommy right yes yeah. So, well, what you've been, and that's what the warmth of um, fall feels like for me. Like when your kids mm. are decorating for Halloween and stuff and, mm. or reading Harry Potter, it's just like this cozy warmthness, you know, I think that's um, what we're being kind of drawn yeah. into. I think it's, it's, um, I keep saying finding the joy in the middle of chaos, right? Because this chaos yeah. that we're living in, you know, the pandemic isn't going away anytime soon, right? For as much as mm-hmm. we want to quote unquote, go back to normal, whatever that actually means. I think yeah. there's a way instead of trying to like go back is the mm-hmm. way forward is to, is to 
first begin to find joy in the middle of chaos. And that's what I'm trying to like hold on to is, yeah, like decorating for Christmas felt really good. The kids were really excited about it. So let's do it in, in the second week of September, right? Like who cares, right? Like it's bringing us joy in the middle of a time where they're, you know, they're, normally we would be back to school time, right? We would be yeah. in the thralls of that kind of like transition of back to school, which we are, but school looks different these days. Different and energy. So for, it's a different energy, right? And so it's like for them, mm -hmm. their anchor right now is looking forward to Halloween, right? Even though, again, mm -hmm. they know that Halloween's not going to be the same this year. Mm -hmm. It's still like they can dress up and there's, you know, we're trying to find all these new ways of for it to be fun for them. And so I think it's like, if that brings them joy, let me go get out that box. Of <laughs> I kind of love how you earlier you said Christmas and it made me think, you know, oh, I did do I have, say that? <laughs> but shout out, shout out to my, you know, army friends who, who decorate for Halloween and Christmas at the same time. Really? You know, oh my God. It's very like nightmare before Christmas, you know, esque. it has, um, or it's like Halloween and then Christmas decorations thrown around it. You know, it's kind of this dark, which I love it. Yeah. Christmas is, yeah. you know, or, do, you know, I mean, the kids definitely love Nightmare Before Christmas. So there are some Christmassy. We watched like, it for the first time, actually. Jaguar. Oh, really? Did he, how did he, he like it? it. He oh, okay. I was it. like, sometimes it could be a little like creepy the first time. You it, it is, but I like how it like takes the monsters, you know, and it says, here they are. And they're actually really gushy. You know, they're really kind yeah. of just, or the, you know, the worst one of all is just made up of entirely bugs they've consumed, <laughs> yeah. you know, oogie boogie. So anyways, but yeah, I love that. That's so sweet. So oh. <clears throat> tell us about your summer. Tell us about how, how you're, you're, you're in the middle of a big <laughs> transition. Yeah. So it's so interesting. So I had been teaching at Dominguez Hill now for six years and I had heard I might be up for like a three-year contract. And I thought, oh, that's great. If I have three-year contract, I have some more, I don't know, freedom or entitlement. And I thought, okay, once I get that three-year contract, I'll try to work on maybe teaching online classes in the future and have more <laughs> space. And then, hello, the pandemic turned up <laughs> and everything's online. And um, so it creates this opportunity. I felt like the something happened where uh, my family's dependent upon two incomes. Did you hear me say that? Um, no. just like a lot of families are. Mm -hmm. Um, and so my partner's income in Southern California is no longer available as a teaching, you know, um, the teaching kind of teaching that they do. So their other occupation that's available to them and the other funds are in Alaska. Isn't that strange? It seems kind of wild to say that, um, I would, I also feel like the other thing I have to say is, you know, before, before before baby, before I had a child, um, I was a traveler. And I like to think I can still do that, but it's so much work, you know, with a kid. So um, anyways, partners work is in Alaska. Um, all my classes are online suddenly, indefinitely. And I, I talked to the chair of my program and very supportive of, of what I was you know, thinking about doing. And so we relocated up to Ketchikan, Alaska. That's where we are. I mean, uh, it, it, I mean it looks beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a couple of gratitudes. Um, my partner's family has a triplex here, so we have a place to stay. It overlooks the beautiful um, Tongas Narrows. Um, when we arrived, I guess the whole summer has been rainy, but when we arrived the last 
two weeks have been sunny. <laughs> so it's wonderful. It's like amazing. It's gorgeous. There's earth and everything all around us. And we left just in the middle of a heat wave. And then we left right before <laughs> the fires. all of the fires started in Southern California. So you, um, you so left I, at the right time. I literally have a vision in my head right now of a helicopter um, passing by and I'm like running, all my family's running <laughs> into this helicopter and escaping over the fires. That's what it feels like, right? You know, wow. it just feels like you're all in the midst of so much. And now my family's there and everything. And honestly, relocating here is such a blessing. It's such a big transition for all of us too. So it's not without a lot of energy, you know, packing up our house and everything. Um, yeah. But it does feel like a new chapter in my life where I'm actually living with my family somewhere outside of Southern California. Yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah. I do feel my ancestors with me. Um, you know, most of um, my, you know, my ancestors are, you know, on spirit side. So it's so nice to have them with me in spirit. And it came up in something we were doing. Oh, in the retreat, right. Mm. Where it felt like suddenly, like I was also just following in their footsteps in that they moved, you know, to LA, most of them, um, before work. And now that my work no longer needs me to be in LA, um, I am, I have more options. I have different options than they ever had, you know? So, so lots of transitions. So anyways, yeah, I think, yeah, um, I think that's great. You know, I, it was funny. I think, was it Danelia who, who texted me the other day and we're just kind of catching up and she's like, oh, how are you feeling with Christina moving to Alaska? And I said, you know, I think, yeah, there's definitely a part that's kind of like, um, you know, on before the pandemic, right, we were so used to seeing each other very often and then pandemic hit and that kind of became already, you know, kind of tricky to be doing. Um, and so this is definitely an extra layer of that. But at the same time, like, I remember when you kind of first said something about it, I was like, yeah, girl, like, <laughs> go for it. Like, <laughs> I mean, it sounds like such a great opportunity and there's no reason not to. And so I just think that, you know, we're, we're in, you know, again, that's, that's the other thing to be, to be grateful for in these moments, like what, what have what opportunities has this brought to us that maybe otherwise wouldn't have been possible you know i love that they're for me and i think this i think this is what fall tries to call us into is there is a slowing down of things you know and i feel like that's my hope and that this will allow and i guess the pandemic you know that's the the opportunity for perhaps for us to, again, coming from so much privilege, you know, mm -hmm. that there is work somewhere. It's not the same work. It doesn't look the same way, but it's still, we're not on survival mode as yeah. much, you know, but the opportunity to slow down, you know, yeah. and, and I would love to let that space create more time for us and for our creativity and for our spiritual, our spirituality, you know, yeah. the things that we really are working on. Yeah. I mean, I think that, um, you know, I just, I, I do want to mention that, you know, we, so we've both started our semesters, right? The fall semesters. And it's really interesting what that looks like, you know, 
being, I think, you know, we were both, these, we have both taught online, but maybe one or two classes here when we're teaching 100% online and our students, some of them are taking online classes for the first time. Mm -hmm. Ooh, I'm getting mm -hmm. a million emails a week and that in and of itself is so. And those first year students too. Mm -hmm. I just think about those first year students. They've never been to college before. They've never even heard of Blackboard or can you know, like just. <laughs> Oof. I have one so many class, of those emails. <laughs> I have a whole a whole class of just first years. And yeah, and so I'm like, I'm really trying to give them grace, you know, really trying to like walk them through it like, you know, slowly. But yeah, it's interesting. And and you know, the other thing, you know, my reality is that my my kids, right, are distance learning, you know, and, and I know you're homeschooling for the first time, <laughs> you know, kindergarten and <laughs> Um, you know, I, so Santos as well, kindergarten on, and then cruises in second grade. And, you know, for the whole summer, that was my biggest concern because like when we first went transitioned to distance learning in the spring, he was okay with it. And then after a while, we both were just tired and we're just not in a good place to make that work. And so we kind of just like, whatever. And then the summer went by and then it's like, okay, you know, there was kind of still back and forth on what was going to happen. And then it finally came down, you know, distance learning. So I, it was me trying to just check on his emotions. Like, how was he feeling about it? Because Cruz yeah. is somebody that, yeah, there were days he would wake up and be like, oh, I don't want to go to school. But then he would go to school and thrive, you know, and have a really good day. And, you know, I just saw so much growth uh -huh. in him in first grade. And so I was, you know, like wondering how is that going to, is that going to be possible? I didn't want this to turn him off to school forever, <laughs> you know, because it wasn't. And, and so then as we got closer, he did start saying things like, oh, I miss my classroom. And, you know, I'd, I'd rather go back to school, you know, mm -hmm. and I was like, I know me too. And so I was really mm -hmm. trying to just be mindful of, of, you know, creating, even just the way I talked about it, you know, with him and trying to give him a lot of um, agency too, like, so we bought him an iPad, you know, and so we're like, this is cool. This is your iPad just for school, you know, and then because he's got to so be exciting. <laughs> and then he's got to be at my mom's a couple days a week and here a couple days a week. And so when, you know, so of course, I'm like trying to make it look pretty here at my house also for myself. And then at my mom's, you know, mm -hmm. I was trying to make it easy for her because she's not tech savvy. And so there was a lot of like prep work, not just like, like logistically but really like emotional like really trying to hold my mom's emotions around it I think she was feeling a lot of anxiety and Cruz mm -hmm. and me and everybody you know and so then even at my mom's house I said well is there another way you know that it'll make you feel like you're you know at school and so like here we have a round rug at school they have a round rug and so at my mom he's like oh, I want like a rug Aww. I was like okay that's easy <laughs> so I got him this little rug I love that question Renee <laughs> I want to ask that question. That's beautiful. I love the agency. I love the round. Like, what do you need? I love how that's like the language we learned at the retreat too, which is so interesting. The round, what do you need to feel? Yeah, and and I honestly, I think we could have a whole episode on how we are helping our kids, you know, <laughs> the, and their emotions during this. Oh. During this. And so, so I have <sighs> to say we're two weeks in and so far so good, you know, um, Cruz has, seems to be, you know, adjust. And that's, I just can't, 
sometimes I'm like, man, he's so much better at this shit than I am. I will say on Friday, you know, it was, I just, I kind of had a moment. I won't throw anyone under the bus, but <laughs> I had a moment with Tommy. <laughs> we had a little, a little <laughs> you know, whatever disagreement. <laughs> And he was at work and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, so I was just so frustrated and I was in my room and they were kind of coming in and I was like, can you all just leave me alone? I wasn't that nice. I was like, can you leave me the F alone for like five seconds? And so all of a sudden, totally. all of a sudden I hear Chris doing something and he comes in and he, he drew me this card. He drew me a card that has this oh, a rainbow. And a rainbow, and then this beautiful bird, and then all these hearts. Is that a sailboat? Um, yes, it's a sailboat. And he said, "Oh, I, I it's did lovely." It I was trying to make you feel better, and I was like, <laughs> "Like, I know, right?" I was like, "Oh my!" And I told him, "No, I no, Renee." I feel like we haven't talked about this, but I think on it might have been Friday. There was one moment and I just started bawling some one night. I was like, what the heck is happening? Like, mm. and it's, I, I was triggered by something. And then similarily, Jaguar in the morning, he's like, mama, are you okay? Are you okay with what, you know, this? And I was like, oh, I'm okay. And we're okay. I just, yeah. you know, was my, I mean, I, maybe I'm learning from you, Papa. Yeah, I mean, just let it out, and then they're so like. I and I told Cruz, I said, I'm so lucky to be your mama. Like, oh, I don't know, it's just Mm -hmm. you know, and so that's why you know, because I I see something so precious in him, and and obviously, there's been you know, we've talked about this as boys that we we don't want toxic masculinity to take that to rob that not the innocence, but to rob that gentleness, you know, cause that is what yeah, toxic masculinity humanity, does is it, is it robs mm-hmm. that gentle part of them, that empathetic part. And, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so anyway, anyway, so <laughs> that, I mean, we're in this transition of me working from home and the kids doing distance learning part-time here, part-time at my mom's and, you know, Tommy working. So there's, you know, there's that like kind of, adjusting to this this current reality you know and what and all of that entails the emotional the logistical the physical everything um but i'm i'm just really trying to keep my head up you know and say look at look at look at how resilient these kids are you know and look at how they're definitely going to fucking learn resilience. You know, they're going to be able to conquer the world after all this shit. They're going to be able to say we lived through a pandemic, you know, as a child, like, you know, (laughs) and, and flexibility around relationships and how you build them and just the life lessons, I think, and the potential that, you know, the skills that they're learning in this time and, and, and that we're learning, you know, as families and, you know, parents and, and all of that, I think, you know, again, there's opportunity and, and we have to, we can't go without also saying that the, the, the other sort of gift of, of this time has been our ways, new ways of creating community, you know, for this work that we're doing. And at the beginning of, of quarantine, you know, we kind of put this book club out and who would have known? (laughs) 
just explosions. I love it. Wait, real quickly, I just want to say in my journal the other day, I wrote, I really wrote in it, like, I just felt like motherhood or being, you know, a parent of a young child is teaching me how to love in such new ways and such is teaching me about love. I just don't. Mm. Anyways, it was just this astounding thing, even how to love myself. I just was like, oh, I'm so grateful. I, you know, chose to have a kid. Yeah. <laughs> Book club. The pandemic changes, connections. I mean, we've had these, like, we call them our OG crew, um, these book club members who have come to all of our book books for five, you know, collections. We have chosen, so it's April, May, June, July. Mm-hmm. No, it was April, May, June. We skipped July mm-hmm. and then and August. did August and September. And then we've had these amazing guest speakers come and join us. So we were able to have um, Sylvia mm-hmm. come, Sonia. Sonia Renee Taylor. Uh, Jasmine of Esther Jasmine Essa. Es- and Aida. Aida Salazar. And, and we have Leslie, Leslie of Lucky oh. Nights Painting. Um, Just yeah, the, I think magic. I think it, it's still astonishing how, like even our podcast kind of was this, organic creation and then this book club it was you like hey I want to read this book woman who glows in the dark which we've which we've read before that was the thing too it wasn't like this new book it was like yeah let's read it and what a time to be reading a book like that right about yeah about rediscovering and reclaiming our healing our ancestral healing ways and people were just I just don't create enough space for reading like that anymore. So this is the, I needed to read it with such like intention and like integrity and I needed support and people came, you know, and they are here. They're here. And then they kept kept coming to the point where, you know, we're in our fifth book, you know, we're, we're finishing up our fifth book selection. We are going to be reformatting things for the fall, but yeah, just the opportunities. I mean, to have somebody like Sonia Renee Taylor with this, such a huge platform just offer up her time for us. I, I kept yeah. thinking there's no way. There's no way she's like- I heard her on the Brené Brown podcast <laughs> recently because there was, um, and I was like, she was our podcast too. <laughs> like, that's amazing, right? And even- uh, and She was amazing. All of our guest speakers, just so real, live, human- like powerful women. Yeah. And it's, and so I just think that again, I, I don't know if any of that would have been possible had we not all been in this situation, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Where all mm-hmm. of a sudden meeting online was normalized. Right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we were having, you know, some people are in Washington state and some people like are all over the place or some people like are traveling and they're still calling into book club right they're like on their vacations totally i love it we're like definitely this nationally recognized camping (laughs) urban suburban rural book club yeah it's so it's so interesting i mean there's been times when people are on the road and they're calling into Mm -hmm. our book club you know they're calling into our meetings and yeah i i i don't know if we would have ever you know we we had a, a meeting in january a retreat in january where we kind of set intentions and set goals and 
book club was nowhere on there. <laughs> no, I know we still have to find those notes. I got a new journal, actually a new planner for next year that has a huge note section. Cause I want to put all of our work notes like in that. I created, I bought all these little like notepads. And so I have one just for Las Doctora. <laughs> Yay! See, I love it. We're so in, we're so in sync, Renee. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's just, and it's been so nice and to build community in this way. I mean, you know, again, there's, there's people who, even though they're in Southern California, they're still not close to us, you know, people living in, you know, the Valley, like just all over LA that I don't know if we would have ever held a live event that would have even come. And mm -hmm. here we are connecting and, and have just, I'm just, you know, I just keep, keep thinking about the day that we get to all meet in person you know, like we have our first in-person book club meeting. I don't know when, but whenever that happens. And I'm like, I just want to give everybody a hug and just mm -hmm. so grateful for this, this really special and for really, just like we've said with the podcast, it ultimately it's been so healing for us. Yeah. You know, and, and, and the healing space that it's brought us, you know, in the middle of of chaos, literally. And maybe that's why we can have this perspective of these opportunities because we've had that anchor, you know, that community that we've built and that anchor that we've created and, and the response mm. that we've gotten from, from, you know, um, and, and they're even in the last, one of the last books we read, right. And we we're asking them like, why this book? And they're like, well, you chose, like, they were just trusted us. We just trust you. <laughs> to make I was like, oh dear. We hadn't and read then, it. That was the one that we had. <laughs> and then we, we even got, you know, somebody reaching out to us, sending us free books to read and totally. put on our book list. And and emails now from people saying, Hey, would you have this person on your podcast? Yeah. Just, like, it's so, I think it's like, you know, yeah, let's, let's, it's, it's, let's not distract obviously from the enormous amount of work that needs to be done mm -hmm. and also recognize that it's in these opportunities that gives us the space to do the work we need to do to mm -hmm. be able to reconstruct, you know, after everything <laughs> falls apart, right? Like when we right. can finally begin to build you know, we are going to have, you know, I don't know. I just, I was struck and it was in a, one of the short stories from the um, Sabrina and Corina book, which we're reading right now in book club where the, um, the character has a conversation with another woman and she says like, you know, she didn't realize that she has been so long. And I think I really take for granted um, our conversation sometimes just like, and the book club. Um, and I just think there are a lot of, people, maybe women in particular, I'm not sure who just don't have other, they don't have the space like this. Mm. So, and then I, I, I think that's, those are the people we are trying to connect with too, yeah. you know, or just say that they're, this is a, this is possible, you know, yeah. a creative partnership is possible. A book club that turns into a support group is possible, <laughs> you know, um, or just yeah. being able to be in spaces with like-minded people who, with no judgment, no, you know, I don't know, with just full, everybody bringing their full genuine selves and being open to everybody's imperfections, you know, yeah. and still holding that space with love. Um, 
Yeah. And someone gave us the compliment about us um, being so imperfect, right? Something like this. (laughs) Yeah. Like, (laughs) I think it's it's to say that we're, you know, we said, yeah, real. Like, we're not trying to be cookie cutter or Mm -hmm. look a certain way. You know, it's like we are just being who we are. And, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, totally. Um, And we're also trying, I think this is where your segue was going to go to make it sustainable. So coming back to sustainability. And so it comes back to um, our next thing, our thing we're working on right now as we intro this is Patreon or, or, you know, creating like a a system for us that we get, um, we get to hear more from the people who are listening to us or, you know, coming to a book club. And we hear from you in multiple ways by your, you know, yes, if you have a review for us, please leave it on iTunes or wherever you, wherever you get your, you know, whatever they say, your pocket. I mean, wherever you can. (laughs) Yes, please. We'd love to hear from you. But also you can support us, um, $3, you know, the $3 a month, just all these different little to bigger ways, really. Yeah, I think we we really want to be clear that, you know, we are evolving and there's things, you know, there's opportunities coming and we do want it, want this to be, and I'm going to, you know, we need to name these things. We need it to be financially stable, right? Because, Mm -hmm. and and so specifically one of the things that we're right now is that, you know, this podcast and I, Renee, have been doing Mm -hmm. the editing for the last two Mm -hmm. years Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it's just- As a gift. (laughs) Renee has gifted it to the community, to the world- (laughs) And to us, Las Tactoras, and to me, it's in a gift. Thank you. And, and now I'm coming to a point where I'm beyond capacity with that. And so, you know, we'd like to be able to to continue this podcast, but, I, you know, also not burn out, you know, and, mm-hmm. and not it be like this thing that, oh, fuck, I got to go edit an episode. You know, I want to look forward to it with joy. And so we want to be able to afford an editor, right? Pay for somebody to edit. And so then we can, and that's going to create much more space for us to say, oh, we have this time. Let's just Mm -hmm. record. Let's have more of these conversations. Let's be able to reach Mm -hmm. out to more people to come onto our podcast Mm -hmm. or to, you know, come into our book club so that we don't have to worry about those other things, you know, um, Mm -hmm. And anyway, so that's, you know, again, trying to create these systems like Patreon where, you know, people can, can, can make monthly contributions to our work so that we can continue to do this work mm-hmm. from a place of joy and love and, and, you know, continuing to build, build this community really. Right. Right. And through, you know, offering the guest speaker interviews on Patreon, um, mm-hmm. offering some other more intimate <laughs> conversations <laughs> between us. Um, and that's just the beginning really. Cause we are, yeah. you know, we're I still think, working on it. Yeah. And I think we, we feel really oh, good on about class too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we feel really good too about like dreaming, right. About being able to mm-hmm. dream into what, what new possibilities can come and with each new opportunity again it's another chance okay now not you know it's like how can we continue to grow because i don't know if we ever imagined two years ago that this Mm -hmm. podcast would bring us to where we are now Mm -hmm. Um, and now it's like can we someone literally said they found us through oprah (laughs) i mean come on like that was a year ago 
that was a year ago that was a year ago this like it was just right now in august yeah like this. oh man and um so anyway so yeah i think yeah we're continuing to grow we want to we want to keep dreaming and imagining ways to to do the work that we want to do to make our contribution to to the world to build you know and to live into the world that we want to see right a world of Mm -hmm. liberation of true freedom um an end to oppression right we want to live into that world in a way that's also full of abundance and you know Mm -hmm. sustainability and um Mm-hmm. So yeah, and just do our part, right? We're like we're not trying to I don't know, like we're we're just one Yeah, we don't need one, to do it all. One right. We're just one piece in this humongous And there are other gifted mujeres that do edit and they love it. Yeah, and, do, and why you know, not let us things. support them? <laughs> yes. And and help. and create that like sustainable network, right? Um and to think about it outside of capitalist terms, right? To think about it outside of like mm. pain for labor. Obviously that's what we're doing, but also like creating a much more energetic exchange, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm paying you my editor so then I mm-hmm. can have more space and maybe you, you know, mm-hmm. getting funded for this work mm-hmm. <laughs> is going to mm-hmm. create more space for you, right? Rather than like, from a place of capitalist exploitation, right? Like how can I exploit your services so that I can make more money? Right. It's like, no, how can I, how can we help each other so that we can all come to a better place? I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm being idealistic, but I hope that's what we can live into. I think that's it. I was reading about all equinox today and thinking about how I can create like a ceremony or like a, I don't know, an ofrenda really. And it's really about being grateful for the gifts that we've been given and then giving back too, you know, and it's that that mutuality. Um, Yeah, the reciprocity. I love that word actually. Me too. So yeah, so that's where we are. Mm -hmm. We we went where we came from. Here's where we are. And here's, I guess, where we hope to go in this next season. I know we want to talk about intention and uh intuition and spirituality yeah i think as we are growing in our own you know we're having a lot of spiritual growth within ourselves and even in Mm -hmm. defining what that means and and wanting to share that right because it's such a central part of a lot of the work we do um and then obviously continuing to have these nuanced conversations about you know these structure power structures of power right Mm -hmm. we we want to talk about toxic masculinity and how that um, mm-hmm. is pervasive in our lives in multiple ways and what we're trying to do as we're raising young boys, you know, what it, what does it mean to be feminist mothers <laughs> yeah. raising, raising boys? Um, I think we also want to come back to something that we've, t- we talked about at the beginning of the year, right. Is, and, and, and being this book club has actually given us more insight into you know, the publishing world and how mm-hmm. there's oh, so yeah, much writing, writing, writing. Oh my God. We want to make space for that. Um, I'm like, what mm-hmm. else? Oh, we want to talk about sex. <laughs> Ple- yes. Yes. Pleasure. Sex, sex, pleasure, sexuality, mm-hmm. the nuances, the complexities, you know, um, I think 
inevitably my salsa class last night with Kwe. she's my salsa teacher i just want to shout her out she's amazing but she was like you just want to like love on your body like just i was like yes <laughs> do it again yes so i think that that's a topic like when we talked about body politics where it's been circling around for a while and we're like oh there's a lot of stuff that we still have to sort of process <sighs> in our relationships with with sex and sexuality that you know is like mm-hmm. okay you know before we can really talk about it in a public way but mm-hmm. we do want to do that right that is an intention of ours yeah yeah um something i heard this morning too from audrey and marie brown and autumn brown they were talking about i think i'm gonna paraphrase this probably poorly but white supremacy and i want to say i think male supremacy is very much connected you have to buy into emptiness you know you have to buy mm. into you know, and this is where we get this cultural, um, you know, appropriation. Mm-hmm. These appropriations um, come from a place of longing for to fill that emptiness, but from people and places that have bought into emptiness for such a long time. You know, and yeah. that white and male supremacy. Anyways, I just loved it. I just thought, oh, that's it. And so when we talk about toxic masculinity, I think that's what we, yeah. you know. So anyway, I think we're going to wrap up. So much, so much. I do want to say there's so much stuff happening behind the scenes. There's a there's a lot of movement, lots of stuff that we're really, we're really excited about. Um, and so just stay tuned for mm-hmm. all the new fun stuff coming, all the new opportunities. Mm-hmm. Join us in this new season in so mm-hmm. many ways, right? A new season in so many, so many yes. ways. And thank you for listening. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram at las.doctoras. I believe uh, it's the same on Twitter. Not that we're tweeting all the time, but we should. How can they find us on Patreon? Is there Patreon? So it's patreon.com slash lasdoctoras. Patreon.com slash lasdoctoras. And yeah, lots of fun stuff going on there. All it's. You can $3 a month and you can get some fun stuff. <laughs> I if love you, it. If you donate at 10 to $20 a month, there's, ooh, you get, you get some real exclusive. exclusive. Mm-hmm. The platicas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For your eyes oh. only. <laughs> All right. Welcome. All right. 2020. Season Bye. three.